0: This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au.
1: Welcome to a new Media Week Podcast. We're talking about the pedestrian group today, part of the expanding uh, R9 empire. With us to talk about all things pedestrian, Matt Rowley, the Chief Executive Officer, and Vanessa Lawrence, the publisher. Welcome, team.
0: G'day, how are you? Thank
2: you. Thanks for having us.
1: Now, Matt, you were appointed relatively recently as CEO. How long ago? Or six uh, months? Or yeah, almost five months. Five months. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And before that, were you in were you in the Fairfax business? I was, yeah. Night?
0: I joined Fairfax. I haven't counted it back for a <laughs> while now, but probably about three or so years ago. Okay. Um, so I was there for a, um, a couple of years, and then obviously um, the uh, Nine merger happened. So I was in Nine for about, I guess it was six months, and then moved across to Pedestrian, which is wholly owned by Nine.
1: Sure, sure. And Vanessa, what's your history with Pedestrian?
2: Yeah, so um, my history with pedestrians is a bit of a long one. So ah. I was the um, head of editorial of Pedestrian TV for two and a half years, um, and then I left, and I was the deputy editor for Qantas Magazine and Travel Insider, its website. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. And then I came back into the fold when um, it became Pedestrian Group to oversee the all six brands.
1: Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And tell me what is the what is the thing that that makes Pedestrian um, special for its audience? What are the what are the trademarks of the brand if you like?
0: I think there's something that's very common across all the brands. I mean and I guess it, it's very very obvious within pedestrian TV is that it's got a real sort of inclusivity of tone. Um, I guess the way the guys often talk about it is that it's like you're talking to your mate um, and it's in a very very I think Australian tone as well. Um, so you know it's it's very it's frank, it's honest, um, it's funny. And also informative, and so, and I think that's something that, you know, pedestrian had always nailed. And this was somebody who was consuming it well before I had an inkling that I might get the (laughs) chance to work with it. Um, And so, and also I think because, and I remember sort of signing up to a social feed on it because they were, you know, absolutely smashing it, and we're a runaway success. And so I really got to know it then. But the thing that I think is then common in that is that sort of inclusivity of time that goes across all the different brands that we've now got within the group. So if you take Business Insider, for example, um, that's always had that approach, which is how do you make, you know, business information not just accessible but really, really engaging so that it's no longer digital spinach. It's stuff that, you know, that you don't just have to read but you want to and you go back to. And I think as an example, and I think that's the common thing across all our brands is really making it sort of engaging and inclusive.
1: I think I'm going to learn a lot today, and I think digital spinach is one of the first things I'm going to, hopefully I'm going to get a lot of good buzzwords out of you two today, so please don't disappoint Bing. me. We won't, we won't. What Vanessa, what are the, what's the the demo, and has it changed a little bit as you sort of bring in more sort of properties?
2: Um, yeah, I think um, it has broadened slightly. Um, our core demo um, on Pedestrian has and always will be, um, you know, that 18 to 30 um, bracket, Um with the other brands, we're sort of nailing a key demographic, um, you know, about that twenty-five to thirty-five space. Um, but as Matt said, I think um, you know that that youthful um, tone and um, you know the the topics that we speak to really do still um, target that eighteen to th- sort of thirty-five demographic really well.
0: It's slightly different on some of the titles. Like mm. Pop Sugar is really, really has got a really, really uh, young demo. But it is like, you know, yeah, sort of um, 18, top end 35 is re- really where we kind of focus.
1: Well, run me through some of the things then because Pedestrian used to be pretty much just Pedestrian, didn't it? And then it did, and yeah. you've rolled in the assets from Allure Media, is that right?
0: Yeah, that's right. So when the merger happened between Nine and Fairfax, you had... PTV owned uh, by Nine. You had Allure with Fairfax. Within Allure, you had Business Insider. You had uh, Gizmodo, uh, Lifehacker, uh, Kotaku, and then PopSugar. And so, yeah, they they all came together. So you've got uh, those six brands. Um, news just recently is that we've also taken on the open-air cinema, um, which, is, which has come across there as well. We also uh, represent Tinder. So we're the Australian representatives of Tinder as well. So Commercially, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are kind of... A suite of brands that we kind of work across.
1: Okay, because the is is and, and I might be wrong, so I'm so far out of the demo. So <laughs> <laughs> make sure you correct me. But we always
2: tell Matty as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm reminded.
1: <laughs> the pedestrian seems to me is the cheeky, irreverent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. got to be rude. It's probably upsetting people that that aren't that aren't regular readers, and they would go, "Oh, people like this stuff." I mean, yeah. is that still pretty much true? Is that
2: yeah, absolutely. I, I would say that. Um, pedestrian TV is definitely an acquired taste and it's obviously supposed to be that way. Um, but we, the cheekiness and the irreverence, um, you know, is what we're hoping to instil in the other brands to some degree. Um, we're by no means trying to pedestrianify all those brands, but what we do want to bring to each of them and what we've done so well with over the years is, is um, what we call the pedestrian spice. So that's that little bit of flavour, that little bit of something different that you're not going to get from any other publisher.
1: Okay, so if this podcast, if I was trying to impress people at pedestrian, what's the pedestrian spice? Would I need to swear a bit? Or, <laughs> no, no, um, is not it, at all. Is it an attitude? Give me some insights into what what's the pedestrian secret recipe.
2: I think it's it's definitely an attitude. Um, as Matt said, it's sort of it's unequivocally Australian. Um, we love an Aussie battler. Um, you know, we love a burglar. Uh, you know, if someone uh, foiling a burglar with a with a rubber thong. Um, we we call out um, authority. Um, Anti-authority, anything? uh, To a degree. So we we call it punching up with purpose. (laughs) Um, So we won't kick the little guy when he's down, but we're definitely um, more than happy to call um, the government out on things that we don't feel are in line with, you know, um, our editorial and audience values. So I would definitely say it's an attitude... Um, it's very fun, it's irreverent, um, but it's also, there There are um, definite, there's definite depth to it as well. Mm. It's not all just surface level coverage of pop culture. Um, we have some really important um, conversations with our readers about everything from, you know, climate change to mental health. So it definitely yeah. goes beyond. I mean,
0: we did some work just recently because obviously bringing Allure and Pedestrian together, we had to do some work about, you know, how do we see ourselves? What was mm. What was our identity internally and how did that work? before we could then go out externally and talk about that. And so we did a whole uh, a bunch of work. And one of the things we looked at was what were our values um, as, a, as a sort of a new group. Um, and they actually came out... I've been through those things before and it can be like pulling teeth to find, um, theory, you know, in, in inverted commas, corporate values. And they just came out really quickly. The first one that came straight off the block was Fearless. Um, and I think you really see that in the tone, and it's actually really, really important to what we do. Um, hungry was the second one, and then real was the final. And I, I've never been in that situation where you go, yeah, those three words really can capture just about everything we do. And the f- reason why the fearless one I think is really, really important is because at the core of everything we do, we call it like an unfiltered creativity. So uh, from a commercial sense, I've never been in a situation where not only do clients give you... A license that I've never seen them give any other publisher in terms of the, um, I just think how, how fearless. Yeah, the leeway <laughs> or, or how fearless the ideas are that come back, that they expect it. And if you don't come back with that, they're disappointed. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, no, that's not why I came to you guys. I wanted an idea I couldn't get anywhere else. But to have that creativity is personally, you have to have that level of being fearless that you're going to put yourself out there, and you might look like a, you know, you, you could look like a bit of a, a bit of a chook, you know. But if you don't do that, then you're not going to get those different ideas that no one else is going to go to. And so in terms of what does it look and feel like to work at Pedestrian, I'd say, you know, those are three key values that really speak to it.
1: Okay. Uh, Either of the co-founders still involved? Uh,
0: They are as advisors. Uh Um, Actually, we just had their leaving due last week, uh, last Wednesday. we just about recovered uh, (laughs) from (laughs) that.
2: Still feeling a bit dusty. (laughs) Yeah,
0: down at Beach Road at Bondi. (laughs) It was pretty good. Um, But, you know, they've they've been so... um, I guess when I came into the business, so yeah, that was like, you know, f- five months ago, um, then they moved out from, some, uh, from a full-time role, but I caught up with them, well, I caught up with them at least every week, um, and they're still, in, you know, I'm still there as advisors. Okay, and then you'll still have access
1: to them when you need it, and if you yeah. want to run An idea by them or something.
0: Exactly. And at the end of the day, forever, they're going to be the founders of pedestrian TV um, Mm. and ambassadors to what we do. And Mm. I think that's really, really important. And one of the key things has been from day one, from my perspective, is we, you know, it's crucial and it's core to who we are is that, I mean, we touched on it, you know, that pedestrian spice. And not only do we not want to leave it, lose it. We want to double down on it. And in fact, kind of inject it into those other brands. Um, Because I think if we're honest, like some of um, those other brands, maybe you could say got a little bit dusty um, and especially, you know, going through the transition period of putting everything together. So um, if anything, we want to make sure that we keep hold of that and make it even stronger.
1: You've hung on to the TV part of the name. Mm. Now, am I right in thinking that dates way back to when it started as a DVD? Yeah, Is absolutely.
2: A- so, um, yes, it was um, an e-zine. So it was a <laughs> it was a basically just a, a Oscar and Chris, um, you know, recording interviews with um, I guess Sydney socialites. Um, and handing it out on DVD at Fashion Week, which is how they kind of got their big break. Right. So yeah, it's a pretty interesting one.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? What 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 that's grown into since then? Yeah. Absolutely,
2: yeah.
1: Um, Nine, the parent company, are there because Nine's had a long association as a part shareholder. I think it goes back a long time. Mm-hmm. Is there is there any difference with Nine as a as a you know one hundred percent owner?
0: No, so I've been it was been really interesting actually being involved in it and seeing just how separate it is. So, for example, we're in our own offices here in in Surrey Hills. Um, We've even got our own bank account. I mean, it is a very, very um, separate business and kind of run that way. Um, With the move when all of Nine, you know, moving together into North Sydney next year, we won't be. Um, We'll be, I'm saying, separate from that perspective. So I think from what I've seen... I guess almost from the outside looking in, having come from the originally from the Fairfax side, nine was in, were incredibly hands-off. Mm. Um, and I think very deliberately so, realising that if pedestrian's going to keep its value, it, you know, it, it needs to keep that identity. Um, so that's always been very, very deliberate. The one thing that has been nice about, I guess, me having some background there and coming across is where can we see opportunity? Um, where, you know, are there resources or um, connections that we can make that we can draw on? Um, and so, yeah me having been part of the, the publishing team there kind of gives us a, a few of those sorts of opportunities where it makes sense for us. But otherwise, it's still very, very much hands-off um, doing what we need to do. Will
1: there be commercial opportunities for advertisers who might want to get on, you know, assets that Pedestrian have that nine own elsewhere?
0: Yeah, like and that? we're already doing that. So, yeah, yeah I mean, for, for quite a few months now, actually, we've been doing responding to briefs together. Um, so quite ob- quite often now you'll see responses where there'll be like nine powered um, together with pedestrian um, and yeah, using our different creative centers to bring different ideas that can connect and and respond to the same brief and across our different properties. So yeah, we're doing that all the time now. Or another example would be with the open air cinemas that we're now currently running the, the Perth Season, um, we can reach out to WA Today and to Nine in in Perth, and you know cross promote and do all sorts of things that we've got going on there, which is I think which will be really really interesting. But yeah, so just pulling on wherever we can, those different resources.
1: Vanessa, can how cheeky can the um, pedestrian TV editorial be about Associated Nine um, <laughs> assets? Um,
2: Cheekier than you would probably believe. Really? (laughs) Yes. Okay. So, I mean, that's that's for us. That's been, um, you know, I know that when um, you know Nine bought part of the business years ago, um, that was always a fear of the editorial teams, if uh, if I'm honest. But um, I think over the years, um, you know, we've definitely seen that. where relevant, um, we can absolutely um, still, you know, draw a line in the sand when it comes to coverage of, you know, nine shows and nine talent, um, you know, obviously within reason. Um, but, yeah, in terms of, you know, us uh, ideas being black that that hasn't happened at all, so.
0: So, um, was it last week? R- yeah. Ran an article about the block. Yeah. Um, you know, and some of its treatment of, of uh, L- LGBTQI um, issues, so... Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That wasn't necessarily complimentary, but no. it challenged what they, yep, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, it ran it as if it was any other TV station. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's really
2: important for us to sort of uphold that because our, our readers are very uh, well uh, well versed in, you know, um, the fact that we're owned by Nine, so they'll they'll call us out on that if we're, you know, ever, you know, too favourable.
1: Yeah, because I guess they're going to be looking twice, aren't they, at stories about Nine just to see, oh, is this a, a puff piece or is it... Is it worthy of space in pedestrian TV?
2: Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about your role as a publisher with across the various assets. Do mm. you, are you spending a bit more time maybe on the new things that have come in than, than you would uh, do otherwise on the non-pedestrian TV? Itself?
2: Yeah, I think um, definitely in the first instance, obviously, pedestrian TV is, a, you know, a well-oiled machine. Um you know, there's a lot of potential there and we're still, um, you know, we're making a lot of changes along the way. But um, obviously, the older Lua titles were the focus, um, just to kind of get them integrated into the business and also just to really nail our understanding of what they're all about. Um, And that was a big part of my role. And, you know, it continues every day. We're learning new things about the audience and the sites. Um, But, you know, we recently did um, a survey of more than 6,000 pedestrian group readers, so readers across all of our sites. Um, And, you know, more than just under half of those were were um, in our key demographic. And it just um, brought to light some really interesting insights about the audience and kind of really solidified where we're thinking, um, you know, our thinking around, you know, the Business Insider audience, for example. Um, you know, we had an inkling that, you know, the audience probably wasn't um, that really sort of straight lace suit suit-and-tie reader Um, and our hunch was kind of confirmed um, through the data, which sort of shows um, really interesting things that, you know, the the Business Insider Reader is actually, you know, they care more about pill testing than even the pedestrian reader. Um, You know, they're far more likely to spend their money on travel um, and they choose to travel to party with people in new places. Mm. Yeah. and, I mean, yeah, what were some other interesting insights that sort of came off the back of that?
0: Oh, there's uh, the one um, that you were just going to talk about. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're talking about the travel. Oh, there was one more in that something that they were... Oh, they actually um, are more likely to spend money on going to events and festivals than even the pedestrian reader. Mm. So... You know, I think it would have been impossible to think, oh, it's business insider, they're going to be this kind of stuff suits, so not at all. They're just as hedonistic as the pedestrian reader. <laughs> yeah. But they probably just got more money to spend in many cases, right? So, yeah, absolutely. it's um yeah, that was a real eye opener, but what's fascinating is once you get that insight into that reader. And one of the things that was amazing out of that research was just how different each of those different groups were, mm. which Which is really, I think one of the most interesting things out of that is the way that people have been thinking about youth publishing, um, that it's all about a pop culture approach. So is it pedestrian versus junkie versus vice versus BuzzFeed or something like that, that, you know, millennials are kind of like all the same, all interested in a certain line of entertainment. When actually you look at this and you go, no, my God, they're... you know, incredibly different. Um, There are some things that are similar through them, but um, they've got, you know, different wants, needs and interests. Um, And that's what we think is really powerful about that new pedestrian group as far as, you know, you don't have to sell them short in thinking that they're all one flavour. They Mm. they can be lots of different flavours. And in fact, the best way to engage them is going to be understanding that.
1: Is there an you can both answer this, I guess. Is there upside for the um, for growing those allure audiences? Again, look, I'm outside the demo, but for me, there's great stuff there. But it's not always uppermost in my mind. I I don't because it maybe hasn't had a lot of marketing in the past. Perhaps is there room to sort of get more people in there?
0: Oh, absolutely. Like, um, yeah, uh, we're just working through now. I mean, we've seen three straight months of growth. Um, you know, month on month for for, for all of those titles. Um, And even with some of them, we're seeing we've seen already seen sort of year-on-year growth. I mean, because it's understandable when you go through a merger like we did, you you know, you get a bit of disruption. Um, But I mean, what Ness and the teams have been doing really, really well is understanding they've all got different dynamics. Mm. Um, Each of those different titles, in terms of audience, work in really, really different ways. Um, And so what we've been doing is, you know, gradually getting into so what's the different ways that each of those going to work and. Look, there's there's absolutely no reason why uh, each of those readerships shouldn't, you know, probably at least double. Um, and I Whoa. can't believe I just said that. <laughs> okay. But, but
2: significant anyway, I just, growth. No, no. Uh, uh, I gonna- love the optimism. <laughs> we can do it. We can do it, definitely.
0: But, um, yeah, we're going to talk about your KPIs later, aren't we? Yes? <laughs> yeah, but, we yeah, are, we are. Yeah, no, but, you yeah, know, no, there's definitely a big, big room for growth there, I think, in terms of what they, where they could go.
1: Okay. So you've just released. The recently, so you've a combined audience of something like three point five million. That's across the um, all the sort of digital assets. Is that right?
0: Yeah. So it was something that had taken a little while to get there with, so that we could use Nielsen DCR, which is kind of the the best currency we've got in market um, for measuring digital audiences. And so we finally managed to get to that place where we could do an un or a deduplicated reach. Um, and so we know that, yeah, there were three and a half million uniques uh, okay. a, across the group.
1: And does that put you in all that? because you mentioned some of the people you're often benchmarked against mm. before, I guess. Does that put you in a, sort of a new level then that – Sort of, you leave some of them behind now. With what yeah, you can I mean, offer?
0: generally speaking, I think most of our com- competition are around about one, maybe one and a half. Is that they're kind of in that ballpark. So, uh, getting to three and a half, it kind of you know it does take it to a kind of a next step. And it's interesting what it then sort of opens up because you're probably approaching the sorts of sizes of sort of like the Daily Mail or the Guardian and those sorts of things. So, okay. I guess, and I mean, for example, we saw. F- in the first time the Nielsen numbers had came out, we were second in the entertainment category, only behind, I think it was news.com.au. So mm. kind of gives you an idea of the scale that we can kind of talk to now.
1: People I talk to in digital publishing still often just talk about numbers and eyeballs. And is it is it more to it than that, or is it still really just a, a race for the biggest number? Or do you, is quality of audience playing a bigger factor or?
0: I think quality is really, really important. So what we find, if you look at the nature of our business um, being around, uh, in terms of our advertising business, it's by far the majority of it is built around sort of integrated campaigns that Mm -hmm. have sort of content marketing and events and those sorts of things in it. So yeah, as much as display has a role to play, people are, you know, wanting to work with us because they think we're, and they know we can engage people. Mm. Um, it's not just about a number, they want an effect and they want to see that when we're going to drive people, for example, to, you know, to go and do something, um, you know, whether it's to sign up for something, go to something, buy something, you know, People are looking for those, for those, um, for us to be able to move markets, to be, able to, to be able to move people. And so it needs to be more than just a number. You need to be able to get that engagement as well. So I think that's really, really, really important. Obviously, what that sort of de-dupe numbers, it gives you an idea of the, it gives you a quantum of that effect, mm. you know.
2: But we also sort of hold ourselves to other benchmarks that we see as, you know, as important, things like, you know, time on site, recurring mm. visitors, metrics that, um, you know, demonstrate audience loyalty, you know, so it's not all about that fly-by audience either.
1: Are there, does that does that 3.5 million too, does that suddenly make it, um it, Appear on the radar of more advertisers who mightn't have thought about it in the past, who who might normally think either oh, just selling icy cold cans of Coke or, mm. or um, you know, cheap cars to people who can't afford, you know, maybe a nicer one. Is that is there a perception out there that that you'd like to bust up at all?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think so. Over time, people will kind of will see that. But I think one of the things, the lights that we've seen come on. And I've seen this with a few clients now, actually, about the group is that. For example, if we're working with a certain brand and we'll say, look, here's your sort of content, commercial content solution through the voice of Business Insider, you know, sort of achieving what you want to achieve. But here's how it also looks through Lifehacker. And here's how it looks in that very distinctive tone of uh, pedestrian TV. And I've been in a few meetings now where people, you can see the light coming on because they, I think they always struggle with this idea of that there was just this one, tone that got to young people there's something in there they could see that that doesn't quite or one voice one editorial voice that can speak for all young people and i think what they can see is that oh, it didn't actually make sense and they actually really love it because with one client was saying, oh, this is going to make this so much easier to sell internally because it's not just the really, really challenging idea from Pedestrian, which we love, but, you know, there's these other ideas that we know are ticking other boxes and doing other things for us with these other audiences. And so, yeah, there's the scale of it, which I think is important, but I think it's also um, kind of, I guess, acknowledging something that everyone in their bones knew was true, which is that, you know, young Aussies aren't all the same. They're just younger.
1: So you maintain your own sales team? Right, yeah. dedicated. So how big are your, your um, what's your total staff numbers and what's the split sort of editorial and, yep. you know, otherwise I guess mm-hmm. sales and marketing?
0: So we're at about uh, 105, between about hundred five hundred and ten 110 probably now with OAC in. Um, so around about, you know, About a third is around editorial. Um, We've got a third in our, got a really quite extensive um, creative and project um, uh, delivery team, um, because a lot of the, uh, you know, commercial work that we do, like I say, is quite integrated. Um, And then uh, not almost a third sort of sales team, and then some, um, you know, admin like me.
2: And that's across three. States. Yeah, three states, yeah. So, states,
0: yeah. so the majority is in Sydney, um, but then we've got a, uh, what's developing into a really um, core office down there in Melbourne. So we've got almost like 20-odd people down there in Melbourne and then we've got an office up in Brizzy as well.
1: Do you have many contributors who aren't sort of permanent staff, Vanessa? That do the-
2: um, not typically. No. We do. We, we- Tend to keep it mostly in house. Mm-hmm. Um, on Pop Sugar, we do have some external contributors, um, you know, who speak to different women's issues. Um, but typically, you know, the teams have a comfortable enough size that we, we tackle most topics in house.
1: Yeah. And are, is it outside pedestrian? All the brands are licensed. Yes, correct. Is that, yeah. that correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there? Are you? Have they been maximised those partnerships in the past, or is there ways you can sort of, you know, make them work harder for you? Do you think or cool.
0: Well, I mean, it's it's interesting. We really very much see, see them no different. Like mm. they're all brands that we kind of work with. And to be honest, I guess it's, you know, it's the way those partnerships work. It's sort of something on a on and l sheet somewhere else. Otherwise, they're, they're another brand that we put just as much into. Mm. The sales guys work across all of them. Um, we've got the editorial teams who, um, you know, work really, really well together and, 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 and sort of more and more so. So, yeah, from that perspective, we can maximise them, but just in terms of the same way we'd maximise PTV or anywhere else, how we grow those audiences and how we do more and better things for clients.
1: As a publisher, you must see a few people come in and out because I'm guessing that um, a lot of young people mm. start their careers maybe with pedestrian but then get, you know, offers or get lured away and go elsewhere. Does mm. that, do you get a bit of a turnover?
2: Um, you'd be surprised, actually. Um, you can retain them, yeah. yeah? So, I mean, I think that the team, um, p- particularly for Pedestrian, a lot of the people that I hired sort of um, five-plus years ago are, are still very much there and um, very happy. Um, but we've also seen some, you know, some amazing new talent come through the doors as well. So I think there's, it's kind of a, a great balance of... Um, you know, people who have been around for a while and, you know, intrinsically understand um, all of the brands and then, you know, newcomers and that fresh blood who are kind of, you know, the, the future of all our brands.
1: So for the future, what can we look out for? What, um, Matt, and I'll ask you in a minute, Vanessa, you think about it. You got to <laughs> tell us you any favourites in there or, right, right. or editorial things that people <laughs> mightn't be aware of that, that they could go to. But for you first, Matt, what what um, should maybe your commercial partners or or um, the audience watch out for in, you know, between now and the end of the year or into 2020?
0: Yeah, so I think the things, there's a few things we got on the boil there, Um you know, Ness has touched on a few times these insights that we got through, um, you know, the, the the survey that we did. And that's really, really fueled, a few, you know, some great ideas. Like when you get that much deeper understanding of what those different audiences are, um, all of a sudden these ideas just organically start popping out. And I think you'll start to see some of those. Like, you know, I'll just give a couple. But there's like, for example, we'll stay with Business Insider because we've talked about it Um just you know, a, a little bit there. Like for example, and thinking back to that kind of hedonistic nature of of the reader that we've kind of uncovered was like you know, for example, um, marijuana month, right? You know, from the basement to the boardroom, thinking about the business of it. Um, you know how it's how how is it actually doing in the states? What does it actually mean? If you wanted to invest in it, how would you? You know those sorts of things. Um, the other one we were talking about was which I love, flaming failures. What are the biggest? dumpster fires in Australian business history? Why did it happen? Um, Who was involved? What happened next? All those sorts of things. So, and there's a whole bunch that we've kind of, that have just started, you know, actually presenting themselves. So you'll start to see those coming through. Um, We've already, we're already out in market talking to people about some of those. And then in October, we've got another kind of release around the data because it's There's so much of it it's taking us a while to get through, but another release around the data and another suite of ideas that'll come through. And within those as well that you'll start to see is how they integrate with open-air cinema Um, because we think that actually provides some really, really um, new and unusual things that we can, ways that we can kind of basically take that open-air cinema experience and mash it together with our brands to do some new things.
1: All righty. Thank you for that, Matt. Um, Vanessa, what's going on?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, Matt obviously already touched on some of the insight yep. stuff, which, you know, as always, we're going to use to keep informing our strategy. Um, but I think um, what the focus really is for us, apart from obviously um, growth, is I think a, a bit of a deeper level of reporting. Um especially across Pedestrian, we want to try and, um, you know, mix it up and, as I said before, not just offer kind of surface-level coverage of, um, you know, pop culture and same goes, you know, for Business Insider, um, you know, and Gizmodo, um, you know, a deeper level of tech reporting, reporting on issues within the industry, um, which I think is a really interesting place that we haven't kind of really touched on yet for a lot of the brands. Um, so I would definitely say that and I would say um, keep an eye out for the kind of um, initiatives that run across the group. So us kind of, um, you know, helping drive the conversation around initiatives that we as a, as a business really feel passionate about mm. um, and rolling out, you know, content plans across all six sites, not just specific to one or two or even three.
0: Well, this Friday will be a good example of that actually.
2: Yeah, so... What's happening?
0: uh, Come on. What's going on? Okay.
2: (laughs) Well, um, so as a business, we feel really strongly, um, you know, that climate change is the biggest issue, obviously, facing our planet. Um, And we wanted to, I guess, put our hand up to help try and encourage and make a difference. So we joined the the alliance around other businesses. What's Mm -hmm. it called? It's not another...
0: Oh, you have to give me a second on that. But it's basically the climate. <laughs> but, the, but the yeah, climate you're on board with climate change. Yeah, the climate change yeah. strike that's happening this, okay. fr- this Friday. So yep. we're, we're giving our guys a long lunch um, mm-hmm. to, be, to be able to get along to that, and, but we'll be covering it all the way in the lead up and then obviously um, on the ground as well, both in well in Melbourne, Sydney and Brizzy.
1: Okay. Mm. Um, and then
0: the other thing that I was just going to talk about actually was, oh, yeah, this is not business as usual. So we've signed up to that. Yes. Um, and then the, the only other thing I was going to say, you, you, you're sort of um, – Uh, talking about that deeper cut was Mm. um, with 15 Minutes. I think that's a great example.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So at the end of this month, um, we are launching um, a Facebook Watch series called 15 Minutes, which is all about the stories behind the biggest headlines in Aussie viral news history. Um, So it's a partnership with Facebook um, on 12 episodes of original um, long-form video content that will live on the platform. And so it's kind of our first foray into, I, w- I would say, longer form content, um, you know, that, that exists on a social platform. So um, we're really looking forward to that and I think that's kind of just the first step in, in many similar partnerships, I would say, yep. um, that live across, you know, whether it's Facebook or whether it's YouTube, um, any number of opportunities there.
1: I think Lifehacker is the site I enjoy most when I... Re- I've got to go and check out Lua Media. <laughs> so there's interesting things going on at Lifehacker, is there? there?
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, Lifehacker is just um, such a great property. Mm. Um, it is, you know... The, it's it's Google. It is basically Google. <laughs> Anything that you could ever want to know or wonder, um, you'll find an article on Lifehacker or if you Google it, the front page of Google pointing you to an article from Lifehacker. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's, there's some huge opportunities there and I think um, definitely some opportunities to... Um, tap into the zeitgeist a little bit more with Lifehacker. So, you know, those big viral conversations that happen, you know, on Twitter and things like that, oh, wow, I've just discovered a new way to cut up a pineapple in 10 seconds, (laughs) Um, you know, translating those into Lifehacker articles and videos really quickly and, yeah.
1: Video is still a thing? Is that that pretty critical, is
0: it? Oh, yeah, massive for us, yeah. 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 So I think we've got five video producers um, on the floor. Not Um, only
2: commercially but organically as well, yeah. Yeah,
0: Um, yeah.
1: Fantastic. All right, uh, Matt Rowley, Chief Executive, uh, Vanessa Lawrence, publisher. Look, thanks for coming in today, uh, team, and um, we look forward to further development of the is it pedestrian TV group or pedestrian group? Pedestrian group. Pedestrian group and pedestrian TV is one of the, uh, um, your flagship property, but there's plenty else going on there. Thanks. Thanks for talking to us.
2: Thanks for having us. Thanks
1: for having us.